My name is François Zorcat, and you're listening to Frequency. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Frequency.fm podcast. And man, has it been a while, Joe. It's good to catch up. You know, it hasn't been as long as people may be aware, because this is, I think, the third attempt to record this very episode. <laughs> uh, the, so let's be honest here for a second. Yeah. So the, the first time, I think I said, I was lame. The second time, I think I said, um, I rambled on. Oh, then this is the and fourth time. This is our third offense. No, this is the yeah. fourth because there was another time um, that we were supposed to record. I had to cancel at the last minute because of some family stuff that was going on that was kind of emergent. So, it, but we're here, so, and it's it's so here we are. Yeah, just in time for Christmas, and that's that's what really matters. Yes, exactly. Well, and I guess the the six million dollar question is: Are you ready for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for Christmas. It's a weird Christmas for us. Um, and just for the sake of, you know, transparency, uh, I was unexpectedly let go from my job in the middle of November. So it's a weird Christmas. Um, but I wouldn't say it's an unpleasant one. Uh, it's, hmm. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to it and we're enjoying it and I'm as ready as we're going to be for Christmas. And, uh, yeah. and it's fun. How about you? Well, I mean, Christmas for pastors can always be more busy than fun. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's there's fun times. You know, this year we involve children a lot more in our musical presentations. So anytime you get children involved in Christmas songs, it's always more fun. And they're cute. Are, are and, you being uh, ironic or are you serious? No, I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, you know, when when you do big performances, you know, you get like the best of your musicians and everyone's practiced for weeks and weeks and it's a big show. Um, but we're all adults typically doing these things. Yeah. So having children come up and it's not perfect and, you know, kids are picking their nose or they're, yes. you know, the, yes, the, they the are. funniest thing. And <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing for us is we, we live stream and record everything. So if you go to our YouTube channel, just type Grace PEI and you'll find us. Um, you can actually watch in living color all of the activities of our children uh, during the performances. And it's quite hilarious uh, just to see all the different personalities that come out at in a Christmas show, you know, from waving at mom and dad to one kid that wants to just grab onto the hair of the kid in front of them. Yeah. And, you know, the center of attention kid, the shy kid, the nose pickers, and, you know, the ones that can't sing in tune at all, and they're the loudest. So I... And, you know... They had uh, the concert, Christmas concert at the school a couple of weeks ago, but it reminded me of the concert from last year where Sam, who was seven, I think, eight, no, he's eight, at the time, had his finger up his nose about two-thirds of the concert. Um, <laughs> at least when they weren't singing. When they were singing, it wasn't, because he's, he's uh, very demonstrative. However... When he wasn't singing, he was he was working it, and I've got it videotaped. I've got proof, and even the parents wow. sitting next to me, who I knew, were like, "Wow, Sam's really working that, isn't he?" <laughs> uh, so I'm just holding what is that it about, for him. You know? What is it about the nostril? Like, is it like a nervous thing? Hey, you know, 
I don't know what to do with my hands, so I go to the first object of of comfort. <laughs> no, you know what? I think there's something to that. And also, yeah, um, it's not an, you know, when you have an irritation there, there's really not any great socially acceptable way to deal with that. I mean, you can blow your nose, but does that necessarily take care of it? And then it becomes a habit. Yeah. And wow. So Merry Christmas, nose pickers everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at, at time of recording now, we're in the final week before Christmas. And, you know, actually, as we're coming into Christmas Eve, we decided this year as a leadership, we're going to just, we've been, we've been taxing our, our worship teams because um, basically we, we went into stun mode and we, we've, in September, took everyone off the platform not because anyone's doing anything wrong, just to reshape why we do worship ministry. Yeah. And went right down to just our leaders. And we had leaders from different teams, and they basically all merged into one team. So we had a leaders team. And they thought they're going to be tired by the end of this, you know, three, four month experiment of reshaping. And in the end, they actually gelled as a team themselves. And now they don't want it to end. Hmm. So we're even reevaluating re how <laughs> we launch in the new year as we integrate people we have to be very mindful to not break the unity and the the cohesiveness of what has become the leaders team but we are giving them a break this week and uh the main worship leader took over my uh direct role curtis and um myself we're going to just lead on acoustic guitars for christmas eve candlelight service just two two guitars and us leading we're hoping the congregation will do all the singing and we're really just making it less than an hour, like just, you know, a little devotional and some songs and go home. That's our hope. And that's the way it should be from my perspective. Yeah, that's that sounds great. Yeah. So other than Christmas was that, coming. Was that um, you knocking on the table? No, actually, it's the bathroom next door to my office, oh. to be honest. Shoot. It sounded like somebody uh, anytime... knocking on your door. So, well, that's good. <laughs> Well, I could lie and make me sound really important, like people want to come see me. But no, the the boys' washroom in our school is right next to my office, so it's it's not the toilets you hear, but it's them getting towels to wash their hands after is against the wall to my office. Yeah, we're leaving that in. So by they the way. go. We're leaving all this in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go click 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 because yeah. they they want like you know five meters of towel to wipe their hands, you know, as young boys do. Yeah. But yeah, I'm right beside there. My office is literally in our school. So um, I'm also the guidance counselor, which is hilarious for a previously high school dropout to be the guy counseling people to stay in school. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> well, moving forward then, because I know we want to get right to our episode today. Um, you had the opportunity to speak with, um, I guess you'd be called the founder of yeah. New Release Today, um, which was um, previously named New Release Tuesday. Right. And for the sake of time, we won't talk about the reasons why the name change, although basically industry standards change. And um, they very smartly adjusted accordingly to make it a little bit easier to manage for the future. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you had a, a chance to catch up with them and talk about what their uh, ministry goals are and what they're all about. Because they're a, a, a fairly robust third-party music website and tool, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they... Um definitely uh, expanding what they do. And they've been around for a long time and uh, pretty impressive um, what they're doing. And they're very much in alignment with kind of what we do here at Frequency, you know, a very similar 
mission, though just a different um, operating at kind of a, a different level, so to speak. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I talked to uh, Kevin McNeese, uh, who we spoke to, and this is actually now a couple of months ago, uh, but uh, we're going to share part one today and part two next week. I'm committing us to that. I'm committing us to Um, but great conversation. Kevin's got a great heart and I think you're really going to appreciate where they come from and what they're all about and why they do what they do. All right. Well, why don't we dive right into the interview that Joe did with Kevin McNeese from new release today. All right, Kevin, I've got you on and you're live now. I've got Kevin McNeese here and we're chatting today. If you're not familiar with Kevin, you soon will be, hopefully. He is, um, well, I think your official title is the founder of New Release Today. Yes. Uh, Is it okay if we call it NRT for the sake of saving syllables? That would be great. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Um, Looking forward to having a conversation today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Likewise. so I, one of the first things I like to ask, and you've been warned, is to tell us who you are and maybe what New Release Today is. Now, don't give us the history of New Release Today, because that's another question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't jump ahead. Yeah, don't jump ahead. Uh, well, I am uh, in Boise, Idaho. I'm a, I'm a father. We've got two kids and a huge fan of Christian music, have been um, most of my life, uh, really called into music ministry at age 13 wow. and God has just surrounded my life with, um, Christian music and music ministry. So whether that be uh, serving as, you know, a worship leader in my youth group to a, to a worship minister for, um, 15 years at my church or being involved with music marketing and, um, you know, through retail or what I do now, um, Christian music is something that has been around me for a while. So, I love the medium. I love the format. I love uh, the messages and how it really impacts people. So I'm a huge fan. So what? Uh, maybe we just jump right into. New, it used to be New Release Tuesday. This is one of my. I remember being at the airport and seeing when they were shifting the days from Tuesday to Friday and thinking, "What's NRT going to do with this?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I lost, um, lost sleep over that question. <laughs> I bet you did. Well, but yeah. tell us what it started. New Release. Tuesday. When did it start and what was the vision behind that? Uh, We started in 2001. So we just celebrated our 15 year anniversary um, recently. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, it's been, I can't do math. It's been a, it's been an exciting ride. And the original intent was to take all these releases that were coming out on Tuesday. At the time I worked for a national Christian retailer and I said, you know, we need to start making a big deal about this. All, all music, both in mainstream and Christian music, came out on Tuesdays. And so we need to start making a, uh, a big deal about the release schedule and make it an event. And so um, the really short story is we did that. And uh, when I left the retailer in 2006, they allowed me to take it on as my own property. Because wow. it's my little pet project. I know. I think my boss gave it to me to keep me out of his hair, honestly. <laughs> um, so like, well, we'll give Kevin this, and that way he'll quit bugging me every day about stuff. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was just my little passion project and um, really learned a lot within the industry uh, as, I, as I worked on, the, at, at, on this national platform for this, for this company and um, learned a lot, made a lot of great contacts, and 
we were really the first to do a lot of these things, um, you know, when the internet was just starting to bloom in the early 2000s. And so I was able to take it on as my own property. And, and then July of 2015, um, uh, the music industry decided to switch from Tuesdays to Fridays, <laughs> uh, which is kind of, you know, put a little wrench in that whole 13 year marketing plan of ours. And, um, yeah, yeah. But God is good. We were able to keep our NRT acronym and find new release today. I think it's more, um, it's always good to breathe new life into a, uh, you know, decade plus old brand. And we were able to, uh, be a little bit more reflective on where we're at today, which is really not focusing on a day of the week, but focusing on what's new every single day, you know, videos and interviews and devotionals and music and single releases and independent releases, just everything that's going on. So it's been a, it's been a fun ride and, um, God's been in charge. We're just, we're just along, along for the ride. You know, I think it's one of the interesting things is even with the shift from Tuesday to Friday for you to take on the today part of that acronym really um, helps to acknowledge the fact that the music industry has changed a lot since 2002. And even if you say Friday is the release day, that doesn't necessarily mean that anybody's really uh, respecting that, especially yeah. in a digital uh, digital music platform. Um, you could every day is release day in many ways, right? Yeah, I mean it is. We have we see lots of music come out still on Tuesdays. So we see lots of music come out maybe on a Monday on a weekend drop, and um, you know obviously those are just CD releases, which are now digital releases, which are now streaming releases, and so the industry just continues to evolve at a massive pace, and it's creating a lot of um, confusion for our whole system of how we do things you know how are we re how we report how labels operate how publicity works uh, it's to me it's fascinating and um, for many I know it's very scary change is scary and it's it's hard you know I mean there's been a lot of consolidation I've watched a lot of friends lose their jobs and yeah and uh, you know artists are struggling they're, they're truly in but it's been it's been interesting to have this front row seat at this massive change in the industry, in the music industry, and just how things operate, it's been fun. You know, you're uh, you as part of as NRT. I think there's like NRT is kind of two people from a leadership position. Is that is that correct? Kind of. I'm uh, from a full paid staff. You know, there's there's two of us paid staff, and and then we also have a part timer out in um, Nashville, and she's associate editor and does a lot, and she's kind of our boots on the ground in, uh, you know, in the Christian music hub of Nashville, Tennessee. We've got a news reporter back East and we've got a couple people that are doing, um, some small editorial weekly. And then we have a volunteer team of about uh, 12 people that do reviews and interviews. And so we've got a pretty robust team, um, that's cranking out a ton of content. We're very focused on, on content. I think it's something our, many in our industry are, is, are not doing, and that's telling these deep biblical stories and 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 uh, inspiration behind these songs. So, um, the team is thin, yes, uh, but we're <laughs> we're mighty. <laughs> and and I when I say too, you know, I just for the sake of full disclosure, uh, you know, I worked for uh, over a decade for a consulting firm, and people would ask me. My clients would say, "Well, how many people are on, on your consulting team?" And when they, you think of consulting, people think, "Oh, it must be like fifty or sixty, right?" right? Yeah. And it's like four of us, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and that's very yeah. typical. I mean, people, you, you got to run lean in many ways. Um, 
And I think that's kind of an interesting parallel with um, the industry in general is that it, it's not like there's buckets of money being thrown around. And yeah. so, you know, it's, I think it's interesting if it's one thing, if you're an artist and you're trying to make ends meet, but then when you're on this kind of media support side, you and I kind of both are in that position, um, that you have a fraction of, of that piece, uh, in, in that way. So, yeah. oh, um, and I also, I, I do also believe building anything you build, whether it be NRT or frequency or wherever we're at, um, and anybody listening, wherever you're at, I think it's very important to live within your means. I think that's biblical and not go into massive debt. Uh, we've never gone into debt building NRT. Um, that means that a lot of things don't happen. Um, but I believe in God's timing and not mine and, uh, whatever he wants us to do, he will provide the opportunities to do so. And so, uh, that requires a lot of patience at times. It requires, um, a lot of dedication to, to ensuring that your ear is on the ground, um, and, and growing, growing at the rate that you're, you can, that, that you financially can. So I don't think size is important. I think, um, I think just make sure to be good stewards of what God has given you is a lot more important. I think, yeah, that's a great perspective. Um, I want to ask you kind of going back to the industry piece. So, you know, all the changes that have occurred over the last 15 years, hmm. I'm curious what, um, off the top of your head, what change do you think is maybe most significant and maybe, um, and, and then kind of following that on, which changes do you think have impacted the artist the most from a positive and a negative perspective? Hmm. Negative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could talk a lot about <laughs> that one. Let's yeah. go po- we'll talk positive for, I think, um, I think the biggest changes in our industry and when I say industry and just mean the world of Christian music, right. Um, which it is, a, it is an industry, but that's what I mean when I say, when I say that, uh, I think, re- I think consolidation has been a huge impact um, especially at radio. And so, um, what's going on at radio has been very interesting. Uh, you know, it used to be a lot of different voices nationwide making a lot of different decisions. And now it's really consolidated into a handful of companies. Uh, you know, think of McDonald's taking over and putting a restaurant on every single corner and running the mom and pop out. So now you have yeah. one flavor of hamburger instead of thousands of flavors of hamburgers. So it's good if you're on that, if it's good, if you're, you know, it's, it's good if you're on the radio station. Um, not so good if you're trying to make your way in. Um, so I think that's been a major factor in, in changing our, in our industry in the past 10 years, obviously the switch from the massive switch from a consumer perspective, from buying a CD uh, for 12 bucks to buying a song for a dollar 29 to streaming it for free or with mm. a $10 monthly subscription has been pretty detrimental to the financial, you know, system of, of making music. Yeah. And that has trickled down to the artists in a lot of negative ways. Uh, I see it picking up, you know, with YouTube and with, um, and with Pandora and Spotify and iTunes, you know, there's, there's more opportunities to now make money off of that streaming. Um, but it's pennies, it's micro pennies on the dollar for these artists and, uh, and, and for the labels that produce it, um, money does make our world go round and that's impacting a lot of things. And so, uh, I think that's forcing a lot of artists to heavily tour, 
and rely on touring. And, um, and that's been, that's been pretty new in the past, I would say five to 10 years as well. So I think those two things are really impacting. Um, I don't know if it's positive or negative. Um, you know, I think the huge positive change has been seeing the, the rise of the independent, um, artist. I think the ability, the ability to get to market and the ability to get to the consumer is continually shrink, shrinking as far as um, complexity goes. It's just a yeah. lot easier to get your music out. Um, so many artists are kind of saying, we'll just go ahead and do this ourselves. We'll just go right to the consumer. And um, I think that's positive for the artists. Uh, it's cutting a lot of costs and, and um, allowing them to work directly with their fans a lot faster. So. The, the barriers to entry have flattened in many ways uh, when it comes to creating your music and distributing your music. Do you think that's impacted quality? For the better, um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. I, th- I think for a while the word independent really had a, a quality um, – connotation to it you know i mean you hear independent you think low quality right i think those are the two you know and they were pretty much married with each other that's really what we heard for many years i would say the past three four years i have just been blown away i mean just yeah. absolutely blown away by the quality of a lot of independent artists plus you have a lot of artists leaving the label system um, yeah. a lot of a-level artists leaving the label system producing music michael w smith just released his last single he's independent yeah. Um, you know, a uh, thousand foot crutch is independent. Jamie Grace is independent. Jimmy Owen or Jenny Owens is uh, independent. And, and so you have, you have a lot of these big artists who have been doing this forever. They're certainly, their quality is going to remain the same. Um, you know, now they're tied to this independent world. It's, it's quite fascinating to watch. I want to transition from what we just said offline <laughs> and say, um, I'm aware that, uh, in your heart, NRT is also uh, a ministry in many ways, and that you um, you have it in your heart to support artists. I'm curious, kind of, uh, what are some ways um, that we see that in action? If you don't mind sharing that, yeah, I mean, the biggest way is we love praying with artists. I think we our, our entire team has really made it. Um, a priority to do that anytime we get in front of an artist. So if we have seven minutes, you know, we're going to be spending a minute of that, not asking our final question, but really just praying, praying with that artist. I think yeah. any interview you see us do live um, with a, with an artist, we're asking, we're asking not only us to pray with them, but we're asking anybody watching to join us and praying for them. Yeah. Um, artists need prayer like continually. we, we find that there's a huge disconnect between what people believe is the life of an artist on the road and, you know, what they do versus reality. And we've seen firsthand. I mean, I've been on, I've been on a five week tour living on a tour bus, um, following artists, you know, before, and it is anything but glamorous. And then that was like one of these massive giant tours where everything's taken care of. You know, that's, that's not the norm. The norm is, um, you know, sleeping in the van, the, you know, the norm is eating pizza out of a box, uh, you know, or eating spaghetti that the old ladies from the church cook up, you know, or, <laughs> I mean, the, that, that's the, no, you know, the norm is, uh, yeah. 
um, doing a phone and doing a phone interview in the bathroom. Cause that's the only place you can find some quiet or doing a recording in the, you know, in the locker room, um, or in the back of the bus. I mean, it is not glamorous. You're away from your family. You're away from your friends. You're, you miss weddings, you miss births. Um, yeah. you know, um, and these are things that a lot of people don't think about the sacrifices to be in music ministry. A lot of people just think they're raking in money on sales and I just bought mm-hmm. a $30 t-shirt and, that's ridiculous. And I mean, there's just no consideration of the, of how hard it is to be out there. Um, so we pray for him and and plus they're doing work. I mean, if we pray for a pastor, we better be praying for someone who's out there 300, you know, 200 dates a year, uh, you know, doing ministry on the road. Um, so that's huge for us. And, And then the other way is, is, is we really don't want to treat an artist as like you said, commodities, as ways to lift us up and ways to gain our own kingdom. And we really want to be partners. We really want to be there for them. And we have a lot of artists that just text our team, various members of our team, and we're friends. And it's not a name dropping thing. We're just doing some real life together and just checking in and saying, how's it going? And there's no agenda, you know? Um, So we try to be that for them as well. Yeah. I think it's tough. Um, You've got to experience this as well, but once uh, you're viewed as having a uh, a certain platform, whether it's an artist or or just is on social media or whatever, that you yourself become um, like that stepping stone. And it's I think it's easy to start to become jaded or cynical about relationships. And so when you discover yeah. that there's some authenticity as you engage with somebody, that you're drawn to that. Um, and one of the things that over the years that we've been producing frequency that has been, has really struck me is the authenticity of the artists themselves, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I have been convicted of my own cynicism, mm. uh, uh, thinking, okay, you're full of yourself and this is not going to go well. Well, there, there, there are a few of those folks out there. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. Um, uh, and I, I wouldn't ever name a name. I don't think I could think of one off the top of my head, but, um, but some people that I've engaged with where I just came away with my jaw slack at the, um, just the vulnerability that they express and you can't help, but be vested in that person, um, through mm-hmm. that. So it sounds like that's a lot that that relationship building is a big part of what's behind, uh, NRT. It is. I mean, we want to, uh, we want to just, we want to be there. We want an artist to come away from us um, feeling like that was time well spent yeah, and feeling yeah. relieved a little bit that, yeah. uh, you know, that they were treated respectfully. And, and um, yeah, I just, I, I just think we approach, we approach it as we would approach anybody else, you know, with, with massive amounts of respect and, and just how can we, how can we join you and how can we support with what you're doing? And, uh, yeah, so it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate what I'm hearing. Um, <laughs> again, you know, again, you know, in the same way, when you're on the outside and you look at what somebody's doing, you really don't know what's in their heart. No. Um, and you can make assumptions and, um, I re- just love what I'm hearing from you. So there was part one of my interview with Kevin McNeese of New Release Today. Um, Really enjoyed chatting with him. 
But again, it's only part one. So there's, there's more to come. You can hear that next week. Again, I committed us to that, Dan. So I don't care if it's the week of Christmas. Set your family stuff aside. You're here. You're here. <laughs> and we're recording. <laughs> we're, we're committed. We're doing it. All right. Until, uh, until next week. Take care. God bless. Great. Well, why don't we dive right into the interview that Joe did with Kevin McNeese from New Release Today. You want to try saying his name again? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it came in my head, right? Yeah, yeah, I understand. It didn't come out right. <laughs>